Processing the Pod with artist Zenobia Bailey. Welcome to the Institute of Black Imagination. I'm your host, Dario Kalmus, an artist, writer, brand consultant, and generally curious fellow. And each week we bring you a conversation from the pool of black genius to inspire, engage, and help you unleash your own imagination. Welcome to the Institute of Black Imagination podcast. So this week, we are trying something different. Um, You know, a lot of the time, the conversations that I have with guests offline are just as interesting as the interview itself. So today, we're trying something a little different. The tables are turned. Today's episode is, well, not an episode, but a conversation. If you listened to last week's episode with artist Zenobia Bailey, and if you haven't, you definitely should, towards the end, Zenobia laments not asking me any questions, and so, you know, I obliged, off the record, and for the first time in the history of this podcast, it is I who was in the hot seat, which is actually one of my favorite seats in the house. Oh... We spoke of many things. Uh, We touched on my favorite list of photographers. Um, Where do I look for inspiration? Uh, We spoke about my recent Vanity Fair cover with actress Viola Davis. Why we as human beings really don't know anything. How thought is faster than the speed of light. And why I even started this podcast in the first place. I really hope you enjoy this new and experimental format, and please let us know your thoughts over on Instagram at Black Imagination Podcast, and over on Twitter at Black Imagination, which is B-L-K Imagination, using the hashtag ProcessingThePod. Share some of your favorite quotes, and be sure to pass along to a friend, and rate and review us over on iTunes and Stitcher. We really want to grow this beautiful community we've created together. It's been so fun, the joy of my life, really. Um, and I'm also a little nervous, but here we go. It's our first Processing the Pod conversation with artist Zenobia Bailey. But if there's a question or two you want to ask Zenobia, I am here. Mm-hmm. What's the question? I love your Give work. It to me. <laughs> I love your soul, like woo! Oh, thank you, Jesus Christ! It's out of Anything in particular, like that I can speak to? Um, your um photographs, like I don't know. You do you have um um. Is there a photographer that inspires you? What's your inspiration with your photographs? Um, I have a lot. I have a lot. So, um, and it it also depends, like, if you're talking, like, commercially or, mm-hmm. you know, my artwork. Um, so, from a commercial standpoint, and then also from art, because I'm always trying to really combine the two. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in my commercial work, I'm always trying to pull an artistic eye or an artistic sensibility to it right. um, or add add the layers to it. Um, so I'm photographically, I love like Erwin Blumenfeld, uh, who was a 
famous fashion photographer, did a lot of work for Vogue. Um, but uh, but he really came from like the surrealist Dada um, yeah. place. Um, you know, Man Ray is a part of that school um, as well. But then also some real, you know, classical, you know, fashion photography like, you know, George Winnegan Hune and and Horst and, and Urban Penn, um, you know, I love Deborah Turbeville, you know, on the art side, you know, I love, or, or portrait side, you know, I love Mike Disfarmer, um, I love um, um, Eko, Aiko Hosoi, who is a uh-huh. Japanese um, <laughs> photographer who came out of the Gutai movement in Japan, and, and from an artistic standpoint, like, I'd I'm obsessed with the good two things, the Gutai movement that came out of post-war Japan, um, Buto, the dance um, that came out of Gutai. Um, and I, 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 these are all actually very intertwined. So, so Gutai was this movement that came out of post-war Japan, which was really their reaction to the bombings of Hiroshima or Hiroshima yeah. and Nagasaki. Um, Aiko Hosoi came out of that with um, Daido Moriyama. They are peers, but Daido, I think, is a bit more famous. Um, mm-hmm. But Aiko, in kind of like the world of photography and art photography, is pretty well known as well. Um, and then there was this um, dancer, and I think it's like Tamasaki, but he's essentially the father of Butoh, with this mm-hmm. dance form that came out of this movement. And, and, um, I'm just going to say Tamasaki, which could be completely wrong, but him and Aiko teamed up and Aiko, they would do these crazy performances in like rural Japan where like Tamasaki would like dress up in dresses and completely paint himself white. And, but when I saw Butoh, like his performance, you can look at it on YouTube. It was the closest thing to gospel I had ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Really? Where it was so visceral and so so energetic that it could move you like gospel could. Like like you know, like you don't have to even understand what people are saying, mm-hmm. but it's the emotion behind it that moves you. Like that's kind of like what Buto was for me. But I love the Gutai movement and just the way that they think about elements, the way that they think about art, the way that they think about the object itself defining the form. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just an exploration of the materiality of a thing. Right. Um, and the way and the ways in which they, you know, compose these things. Um, and then also the Bauhaus. So when you mentioned mm-hmm. the Bauhaus, you know, I love not only just that the very it's so funny functional the very mm-hmm. functional nature of the art, the mm-hmm. the real um, hybridization of art and craft. Yeah, um, you know the simplicity of line, um, but the but but then like the mass production of it, that this is a design like that this is designed that people can live with and that it is functional. And not only that, but also the pedagogical component. Like this was a school. This was also a methodology to understanding. <clears throat> and for me, like this podcast, the Institute of Black Imagination is very much, that is very much baked into this, that 
although this is a podcast, it is the beginning of a pedagogy. It's the mm-hmm. beginning of a <coughs> learning framework. Mm-hmm. Um, to you know, it is it 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 is it is hopefully an auditory mandala, right? That people can focus on to ignite their own imagination, particularly black and brown people um, that can focus on to ignite their imagination and to dream tomorrow to, and to not only dream tomorrow, but to build tomorrow, but to build tomorrow, you have to see tomorrow. Right. Ooh, God. So, (laughs) so, um, so yeah, so those are like the things that I'm always thinking about. And then, also reading, you know, sometimes a line from, you know, a textbook can be just as inspirational as, you know, a visual. Um, But I think if anything, it's this very wide, wide creative harvest that allows for perhaps a very particular kind of strange fruit. So it's something that visually you see and it makes sense, right? Like you are looking at a thing and it is making sense to you. It is, but there are, but there are other things. There are other mediums at play that like hit you maybe in a place that is unrecognizable, but familiar at the same time. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That, 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 that's when I think um, that's true art and no, it's unfamiliar and it, and it, hit you that you know i think that's when you hit on something real you know yeah new new ground stuff yeah and i think that was you know like having this this moment happen a couple of months ago actually shoot i think it was just actually just just a month ago actually which is crazy um with vanity fair um and this cover with viola I think that was the thing like that was I wouldn't say most surprising but most rewarding was that it resonated mm. that 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 unspoken fam- yet familiar right thing like other it, other people felt it and they were like I get it Wow. You know, but, you know, and and it was something that maybe you couldn't quite always articulate. Right. But, you know, you're, it's, it's something that felt familiar but new at the same time. Right. And I wasn't right. trying to create anything new. Like, I was really trying to create um, almost like, you know, what you're talking about with your um, functional design aesthetic. Like, you know, I was trying to create like a mandala in a way. Like, I was trying to create a focusing point for not only protest right to speak to the moment that we're in but also to offer a solution so it was both protest and solution wow yeah yeah so that it was like you will be implicated in the history of this country right admiration of the beauty of this image so like you cannot escape the gruesome history of this country right Right. because i think a lot of, of 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 our plight has been washed can be washed over in the beauty of the moment and you're allowed to just appreciate the aesthetics of the thing without the history of the thing right you know you know 
Kim Kardashian can wear the cornrows <laughs> and get away with it because she's divorcing herself of yeah. the pain and the suffering of how many right. people have been kicked out of armies and, and, and offices for not looking professional enough or pulled over because of that same, very same hairstyle. Right. So she's right. able to just absorb the aesthetic of it without being implicated in the pain and the oppression of it. And so with that image and, and, and being very clear about what it's referencing, like you are implicated, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't get away right. with just saying this is pretty. Um, but on the, but also it is also about a transmutation of that pain and suffering. It's an acknowledgement. Right. right. It's an acknowledgement of the history, right? Like, because we do mm -hmm. have to acknowledge it. It's not, it's not, you know, it's or else you not, go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it just is, right? It just is. So I don't have to speak to what is because we see it. Like, right. I don't right. need to spend a lot of energy telling you what something is because we right. know that. It's what can you do with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is, and I think that is, speaks to your concept of funk, right? That the Black imagination is, is the birth the birth in the decay. Yeah, yeah. But if you're just talking, walking around saying like, all this shit is funky. Yeah. Like you're missing out that like, you're. Th this is the process. Yeah. You know, you're 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 discounting the process of the birth of a newness. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think that speaks to also what you were talking about when you said that, um, you know, we should be there by now. Oh, yeah. We're way behind. I think we're 100 years late. <sighs> yeah, so when you, when you said that we should be there by now, it's like, then you realize that the, the denial and suppression of, of black and brown people has actually is actually hurting all of us yeah oh yeah oh you know, it's yeah. actually hurting all of us and it's keeping all of us from a level of human evolution and development oh, because when i look back at like you know like the doggone tribe of molly right who were these mm -hmm. ridiculous astrophysicists when i look back you know like um uh, sunu journal that am that Amy Saul does is amazing. Oh, there's an amazing Instagram account called Inheritance that charts like native hair. Style. Get out of here. Oh, it's, oh, it's Inheritance. You should look oh, at it. Oh, okay. It's amazing. I'll, you know, I'll DM you. I'll DM you. Okay, good. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate you look that. At these people, you're like, oh, these people are from the future. They yeah, these yeah. are these are people who look like they were made out of stars. These yeah, people yeah. walking around in suits and pencil <laughs> skirts, this don't look nothing like anybody who came from outer space. This right. is like some real old school tattered earthbound shit. Like mm -hmm. these other people on the continent of Africa with these scars on their faces and the way they've designed these hairstyles and yeah. you know these these beautiful pieces of jewelry that they have elongating their ears like they are really stretching and expanding what is possible just with your own physical body right 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 right, you know, right. like these 
look like the people who can build pyramids. Yeah, you're right, right. You know, so-and-so in this construction hat don't look like he can build a damn pyramid, but these mm-hmm. people look like the same people who built pyramids. Right, 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 right. That lined it up, you know, to, you know, the, you know, the stars, the constellation. Like, these, this, this looks like the real deal. Holyfield. Now, could you imagine if we'd stayed on that path? Yeah. You know, yeah. and 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 you know, I don't think there's anything lost because I also do believe that the universe is very efficient um, in its mathematical equation. Right. Um, and so I trust that math, and knowing that you know my perceiving system, our perceiving systems are so flawed. And our 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 trips, our mm. trips into into space time are so short mm. Um, mm. relative to to the length the, to, 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 to the infinite. Like how could we ever how could anybody ever at any point in their life ever actually say that they know something? Oh God, yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Like, what kind of hubris, like infantile, narcissistic (laughs) point, like mind could ever say that you know something? You could, I I mean, you could say I believe something. Yeah, yeah. I experienced Mm -hmm. something, you know, or I can say I only know what I've experienced. But to speak a thing as if it's a truth and a truth so, right. so rigid that it disallows someone else their expression right their right. their agency that like if you do not not only not only is this what i believe i believe it so much that i need you to believe it and if you don't believe it i'm going to kill you mhm mhm like if that like that is like that's the definition of like ultimate insecurity, right? Right, right. Because do I need does my faith depend on you believing it? Yeah, yeah. That's really something. You know what I mean? But it's to justify. It's to justify mm-hmm. your truth. But like you said, there are things that you know to be true for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can rest and sit in that yeah. without ever having to browbeat another person into submission. You can share it. You mm-hmm. can share it and say, this is what I've learned. But if they miss it or if they're not at a vibrational place of understanding, yeah. Yeah. like that's when grace comes in, right? That's when that's, that's, and I think that's when you speak about the black homemaker that that's that's the thread no pun intended is is the grace is the space is the allowance is the allowance and the recognition and the loving closure or the loving closing of the gap between who you are and who you know yourself to be or yeah. where you are and who you know yourself to be. That's, that's the grace. That's what your mother created with those blankets. Um, you know, those installations that you grew up with those, that was, that was grace. 
that was a grace because it allowed you to to understand a level of you know design principle that you know had you been told about your existence through the lens of somebody else like that photographer you right. would have thought you were poor yeah yeah you know what i mean so your mother you know in her you know black homemaker powerful ingenuity in a way shielded you i shouldn't even say shielded just imbued you with a sense of you know with a functional aesthetic right. <laughs> to use your vocabulary imbued you with a functional aesthetic that has really carried you all all this way to be honest right um it's really interesting because you think back in you know the earlier part of the country how you know these black folks were in these homes as domestics and really um emotional supports you know mm -hmm. they really don't get credit for but like you said they did bring grace into that that home which i think does more than feeding you food you know it's it's mm -hmm. another kind of feeding that um that you you know it's the other part of humanities i think that's one thing that um african-american uh, or people of color bring to um the arts is the grace with mm -hmm. and, it, and then too it really depends on how you approach it too but mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think I think I think there's just a level of humanity, <laughs> and um, and and you know completeness, and it's not anything that people other people do not have access to. We are all human beings. We all come from the same stuff. It's a matter of you know just understanding how patriarchy and white supremacy um dis disallow a level of access to the self right so it is it's it's very harmful and you know you know like even just like a cigarette even though you know it's harmful you still do it out of habit because there's so much momentum behind the act and in a way, whiteness and patriarchy, you know, in this culture, even though you know somewhere, somewhere subconsciously, you know this is fucking you up. Yeah. Continue to perpetuate it. It's almost like a death wish, you know? It's almost like the death instinct that Freud talks about. Um, and I think the, the power of the oppressed, like Paulo Ferrer says, is, is, it's about the restoration of humanity. And I think yeah. that's why blackness and black culture is so transfixing because it feels fully alive. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. the way, you know, I, it's so crazy. Like, you know, you look at runway shows and this stuff looks crazy. You're like, who is going to wear that? And then you see somebody black put it on and they can walk down 125th Street and not look out of place. They That's can actually true. wear gold sequins from head to toe <laughs> on a Tuesday afternoon on 125th Street and completely look normal. Right, right. 
Like, you know what I mean? Because there is, like, there is breath. There is breath, you know, in, in what, with what the black body can hold in a way. Um, and, and again, that is not one of like any kind of like black supremacy or something. It's just, you know, because of the, the funkiness, right? Mm-hmm. The funkiness that continues to surround us, you know, there is, there is this undulation, right? There's this undulation at play because you are in a liminal space always. And if you understand that all is vibration and you are vibrating, well, then you're right in sync, are you not? If you are this sine wave of highs and lows of, 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 of reaching for a humanity that continues to be denied you, Mm-mm-mm. there is a there is an energy to that vibration, right? That is how energy is created: is in the cyclical nature of voltage. Right. Right. You need the current. Yes, indeed. That is what creates the energy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that state of funk is the state of potentiality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everlasting. Well, it's the thing that sustains you. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's because you because once that stops, you're dead. Then you're like, like yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> once the ba- when, once ultimate balance is achieved, boo. That's when the battery loses power. <laughs> True. True. You know, that's when you get swept right in, right into infinite, you know, um, infinity. Is you just balance. Yeah, that's when you start getting caught up in uh, your beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to really... It's, I, I, I should say... Well, I don't know if it's 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 mentally healthy to believe, but I, then I then you should believe, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, it, I think it depends on what you believe in, and I think the only thing you can believe in is yourself and your ability to change the world around you. Right. Yeah, you know, and I think and I think a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. like you talk about premature deaths and things like that. Like I'm not sure if I necessarily believe in it, but I do believe that some people can't hold the charge. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? And we call that suicide or um, you know, people who completely just check out of the matrix and we call it like, you know, a mental illness. It's like mm, I don't know if it's a mental illness if we're just talking about how close to quote unquote normal you think someone is like how much you're, you're, you're calling mentally ill. What is just people disagreeing with the program? Right. Right. You know what I mean? And, or, or not being able to cope with the, the, the main program um, or, 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 or just simply refusing to, to go with it, right? Who are just simply refusing to go with it. And so they find, you know, release in just completely letting go 
like completely going from pure impulse without a checked filter. Um, and then you have those who can't sustain the charge and so they just check out early. Wow. You know, they just, they just, they're like, um, I'm not into this movie and they just walk out of the movie theater. <laughs> you know, they're just like, yeah. they're like, girl, I don't need to see how this is going to end. <laughs> This is too much, you know, and you know, and we do it in our dreams. You know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? We have dreams and then you realize you're dreaming and you wake up. Oh yes. Isn't oh, that crazy? You're yes. like, I don't, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to go down this hill on Thank this skateboard down. again. And you literally release, you release yeah. yourself out of the dream. I think that's what people are doing. It's just, we think dreaming is fake. Yeah, and this yeah. is real. It's like, girl, girl, this is it too. And people are like, oh, I'm going to check out. Like, because there is a decision point. You know, I think there is, there is a decision point. You know, if you have enough charge left, there is a decision point to stay or to go. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It definitely is. But um, I think we're probably going to do a real fast forward as far as the humanities are concerned. Oh, baby. I, I, I can't this wait. COVID, this COVID? This? Out of thing. So, that, and that's where you, when you said we're in the middle of a renaissance, I was like, we'll see. Because, you know, rare, rarely, rarely do you know what the thing is. Usually time defines what an epoch Right, yeah. Um, but the thing is, is like, because we are literally just stopped, like yeah. from, you know, fr it's and everybody, world. you know, the, from Prince Charles to Ooh. the townships of South Africa, everybody. like nobody, nobody can escape. And, um, and it is a gross and, and, and ultimate reset. And, mm. um, and there's human beings have no choice but to to evolve because that is what we do we are built, yeah, 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 we yeah, are yeah. the ultimate adaptation machines we are yeah. it is literally like our cells are adapting and mutating and changing on a daily basis like that is actually what we are made out of is adaptation like we are the ultimate we are the apex adapters and so of course of course, there's going to be a, re a, a, a renaissance or, or a revolution. And, and it's yeah. happening so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I speak to friends, like just the vocabulary and the linguistics around human experience, you know, 10 years ago, people would be talking about, oh, this is woo-woo. What are you talking about? And like millennials are, you know, I don't even talk about millennials, but like Generation Z are talking like, candidly about like manifesting and vibration like literally this was like and like the law of attraction like literally 10 years ago people were like oh child y'all are crazy y'all are you know those are like the potheads you know out in the um out in the forest um, you know and now it's like on instagram <laughs> <laughs> and tiktok like, yeah. you know what I mean? So just human consciousness is evolving, you know, so quickly. And, um, and, you know, 
we're just here to do our part and you know and to follow your desire just to follow your interest to follow the things that move you because that is just the universe or god just expressing itself through you it's interested in what you're interested in it wants to know more about it it wants to go deeper you know that thing that led you to the thing that led you to the thing that led you to the thing like that is it that the 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 constant state of becoming is the magic yeah which we have to believe in more magic and miracles Mm-hmm. I think miracles have just been dark for a while, but I think they're they're a real thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, mm, yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because it all depends on how you define a miracle. Because if you what 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 <laughs> let me say what one more time. What appears as miraculous only has to do with your distance from the mechanics of the thing. Mm. So for one age, a rainbow was a miracle. Right, true. Until until Newton came along and discovered that white light is actually a combination of all colors. Do you know what I mean? So what seemed like a miracle to someone is only your relationship to the thing itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And miraculous things are happening every day, obviously, right? The miracle is in the wonderment of the thing, you know, in the, in the, uh, the sheer awe of 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 the glory that surrounds us and the glories that like we can't even see that are like at the depths of the ocean um you know we don't have to go far to see or find like the miraculous but you know again i think it's really about your distance from the understanding of the mechanism um and we are working towards that like that's where we're headed as a species is we are moving from from this mechanical, um, laborious, slow, um, way of being into something much faster. Wow. And it, <laughs> if you pay attention if one pays attention, if one creates enough space to just listen and to look and observe, you can see it happening. Like, wow. it, like you know, when you talk about Google, like the speed with which we can communicate via instant message or even, you know, yeah. here, you know, you could, you could, you could be in Australia right now. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but that is, that is a manifestation of of telepathy right that a message can be communicated to you instantly from you know from the conscious the collective consciousness um that you know that i think of you and you call me right like that's the same you know what i mean like that's the same so we're already there if you look around like we're already speeding like we're all i mean 
the speed at which we're moving is already quite fast and it's a precursor it's a precursor um, or foreshadowing to you know a level of, of of speed that we have yet to achieve but that is where we're going and the only way to move faster than that is to release release our dependency on our physical body to do it right true like the, the thought exactly right and that's it yeah that's where we're, we're headed we're we're really when you really look at the concept that we're just assembled um atoms oh absolutely it's 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 really a mass really mm-hmm. we think you know we're, we're kind of programmed to think of ourselves as a man that's mm-hmm. what's um so interesting about nanotechnology which i haven't really heard much about it lately but um it's um it's it's really that's that's very interesting you know the um medicine where you can um take like you could it's it's in the engineering um of atoms to uh you can change water by just engineering the molecules and make it into steel Mm. you know and um they're still doing a lot of experimenting with it um haven't really we used to could, you know, find little articles here and there about it, but, you know, I guess the research and development um, labs aren't really putting out as much, but there too, they, because Howard University had a contract from the government to uh, do research and development on, on nanotechnology because of the, um, the only, molecules are so small, the only way that you can maneuver them is through, uh, frequencies and vibrations, you know, mm, mm. sound. So, you know, it could be, you know, Zenobia. Like, you could just stop right there. Like, like that. <laughs> like, like really though. But really, like, if you understand that one concept, that these molecules are yeah. so small that they can only be manipulated through vibration, right? Like, th- just that. Now understand the complexity of you, yeah, and what you are made of, and the multitudes of what you are made out of. But yet, this whole machine that you are made out of is not actually you, right? It true. Is, it is a suit of sorts, and it's a really complicated suit. Like it is, it is the ultimate video game. It is the oh, ultimate controller. <laughs> like I was riding my bike today, and I was like. Fuck, like I am in this amazing, like virtual reality controller, (laughs) you know, that I get to control with my conscious thought. Like that's like, if you want to talk about like, like, sorry, like, (laughs) but like, I'm like, I'm like, if you look at your finger, like, look at your finger, like hold your hand up and look at your finger. Uh-huh. Like and just hold up like your 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 index finger. Uh-huh. And then bend it. Uh-huh. And then bring it back. Uh-huh. Like that is 
telekinetics. Yeah. Like you literally are using your thought to move a physical object. We do it all the time. Right, right. But if my but if my hands were cut off right now, my legs were cut off right now, I would still be me. Right. It would just be the machine that I have to express myself is now more limited than it was before. So if you understand that you are at this amalgamation of you, you are a moving gyroscope, right? Uh, uh, you are, you are, you are a, the force of a billion, um, what's the word? Centrifugal, oh, okay. you know, centrifuges. And you have the power to control it through thought alone because you're controlling yourself through thought at all times. Then what power do you have? Yeah. And that's where cultivation comes in. Your culture should support that. So, I mean, really, when you said, when you said, like, when you spoke about, like, the body, yeah quinoa and like it's like that's it like you you need we need to fine tune our instruments and then when you think about that and then you think about like fucking food deserts in black communities and like rates of obesity and all like like do you know what i mean like they're i shouldn't say they because i hate just like you know the you know the amorphous they but what they're doing is <clears throat> dampening and slowing down your instrument. Right. They're coating your instrument with paste and putty. And dysfunction and ma- and 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 malfunction. Because you need because you need fresh greens, but they're giving you Cheetos, right? And McDonald's, yes. to run your your self actualizing machine, right? They're going to give you a meal that's seventy percent corn, from which your body receives zero nourishment. Yeah, you know, with you know, from a cow that's eating corn that's stuffed with antibiotics, you think you think you are not absorbing the pain and suffering of that conscious being? Y'all made it the same thing. It's implanted in its cells, in its cellular memory. Yeah, and then you consume yeah. it, which is why it's so very difficult sometimes for your body to digest these things because it is not (laughs) because you think your body is just processing the physicalness of it no 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 your body has to process the spiritualness right the spirit in that as well that's intense and then you look at that you know girl i'm gonna have a bean i'm gonna have a real simple (laughs) non-complex food source because I need to be efficient. I need my brain to think faster. 
I need yeah. to stop processing somebody's pain and suffering. I need right. to write her more nimble. This was such a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the cosmos? Like, you know, like, I got to be the uh, Girl, you asked me to find like this. This is my problem. You asked me one question. You got <laughs> one question out, and I've been talking about <laughs> You asked me one you know, question about. Out, right I, found, I found out the miracle of moving my finger. Because <laughs> I never thought about it like that. You know, when you do it, you know, and you're controlling it. That is a miracle, really. It's insane. <laughs> like, I could sit here and cry if I think about just the power and the joy. And the sheer blessing it is to experience all of this, you know what right. I mean? The pain and the suffering too, you know, the, right. the, you know, um, you know, all of it just to be able to feel yeah, and to long for and to desire and to, to cling to and to learn and to refine and to get better and to, you know, and you know enjoying that it's a never-ending process because you get right. to another plane you get to another level of understanding and from there you have access to a whole bunch of other shit that you were like oh i didn't know that was possible and right, so right, right. start a whole other quest of actualization that takes you to another plane and then you're like oh wait it could be like this and so <laughs> then you start a whole like do you know what i mean yeah and so it's this constant unfolding until you get to the place where you're like, you know what? I want to go to Mars. <laughs> and then you get an Elon Musk who, 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 who makes that shit happen in one lifetime. Right. But, but, it's, but, but it's also the understanding of community and... And, and 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 the power of, of, of ancestry um, and and the work the work that the scientists had to do mm. to provide a level of technology that Elon Musk could take advantage of to get us to Mars right but if someone hadn't done the work of of imagining a semiconductor right. You know what I mean? And, and having no clue that that was a key component to the future of technology and communication and really human evolution. Right. Had they decided to just be happy with what was. Right, right. And, you know, binge out on Netflix instead of <laughs> staying curious. That's Easy. You know what I mean? Where would we be? And so that's when, that's when you realize, babe, you just have to do your work and you yeah. just have to find what is just interesting to you. That's yeah, it. That's it. Passion. That's it. Carry you through. Because the passion will, exactly. The passion will carry you through the failures and yeah. the false starts yeah. and the thousandth time <laughs> that it didn't work. 
you know, Edison, Benjamin Franklin, Isaac Newton, um, 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 you know, Benjamin Banneker, um, 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 George Washington Carver, like the try, the passion for the thing, the passion for the thing, and most great inventions, really, I think, were created outside of the demands of capital. And I could be wrong, but you know, so many, you know, the the um, the um, the Nikola Teslas, right? Like they were Insane. maybe realizing that they were on the verge of something, but really creating from a place outside of the demands of capital. And you know, I think capital has served a really great purpose in many ways because it allows for the development of a lot of things. Um, but I think we have to be very cautious and present to the world that is unfolding because it had it. And yes, I trust, like I said, I do trust the universal algorithm, but I do know that we, stand to lose greatly as a human species if there is not the voice of the marginalized oh yeah and the oppressed in the very technology we're building because this technology is going to push us so far oh yeah from a human evolution standpoint right but if that that evolution is mapped alongside the demands of capital, we are going to lose in a really big way. And it's going to be just like the matrix where we essentially are just going to become batteries. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't, when you don't realize how powerful you are, it can be exploited, which is why the attention economy, right? That attention is the number one like asset, right? And, and, I want to say almost renewable in a way like it's it's it, there is a cost right you only have so much attention but it renews every single day which is why Google is more valuable than Exxon Mobil really you know what I mean because it's about your attention that yeah. is the number one commodity actually what you are focused on because what you are focused on grows and amasses and and solidifies right because it's about manifesting like the thing like we are living in a world of old ideas right everything yeah. we see was once an idea in somebody's head so for it to actually even be here means that it is a manifestation of an old ass idea right. it's 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 dead already it is light that has stopped it is light that is so slow that it has become a solid. That is what it is. Wow, that's deep. So slow, I'm a solid. That's the world we're living in. So, you know, so like, so like a Donald Trump. Donald Trump only remains because he has learned how to get people to focus on him. Yeah, yeah. He gets his power from the focus. Barnum and Bailey. From the attention. 
not from anything he actually has. He has the power of getting you to talk about him. And so he, the more you focus on him, the more solid and real he becomes. And if you would literally just turn your head, it's literally the easiest thing to do, which is crazy. If you literally just turn your head, he would literally dissipate. Yeah. He would literally dissipate. Just like, just like the idea that we need police officers, you know, that we need to have police. You know, nobody, nobody thought we didn't until somebody did. And then they like, oh, I guess we don't have to have police officers. <laughs> but the police force exists because you continue to focus on it, because you continue to put your attention on it and think that it's necessary. But if you are a very specific group of people who is re- who's very reliant on the police force to keep another group of people mm-hmm. in their place, how would, why would you ever question it? And that's why it takes someone from the outside to come in to actually reimagine, to actually rethink what a thing can be. And that is what this podcast is about. That is why the Institute of Black Imagination is necessary because it's necessary for all of us. We're actually all dependent on an outside perspective to reimagine what a city could be. We are living, we are still living in a 1920s, 1890s version of, we're living in an 1890s version of a, you know, of of life. We inherited it and we continue to perpetuate it by not questioning it. And what black people, I can only speak about black people in America because that's my experience. What black people have continually done is question the system because they're like this shit ain't working for me like i don't know about you but i know i I know i studied this violin and i know i studied you know this trumpet you know and this trombone and i understand you know you know mozart and bach and handel and litz and you know all these people but it don't it don't feel like me right it doesn't map onto my humanity and so they invent jazz and like you said what is what what will be the jazz of philosophy? What will be the jazz of, you know, design? And, and, you know, I love that you spoke about design because that's my entry point with this, right? Like it is through the lens of design yeah, and not about just the entertainment factor, but, and, and understanding and thinking about design from a really broad perspective because design is just the technology of translating spirit into space time. And if people, if those, if those tools, if those mechanisms of translation, again, have been created by a very specific group of people, then even like, you know, they say you can't tear down the master's house with the master's tools. Like it, like even the language itself, that's why Asanya Sanchez has to disrupt the language like she has, because it's not it. She has to find herself through this arcane technology. And so she disrupts the actual flow and cadence of the thing itself. That is design. That is a design um, aesthetic. Right. Like it's like lay, it's like typography, 
or graphic design, it's the same. Mm -hmm. Deciding that this is the plane with which I'm speaking and this is how I'm going to arrange this. It's all design. Design is, um, we, I can't really say we've been locked out. We've been distracted from it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't, we, you know, we haven't been locked out because we've been doing it yeah. just, at, just at such, in many ways, like domestic and uncelebrated scale. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, your mother was, you know, surrounded you with this design language. Um, and that's why I think it's important for, for you, for I, for any persons who are somehow have access to cultural production. Right. That we uplift these traditions and that we show our culture um, in places of beauty and, mm. and prestige so that what feels like every day is elevated uh, to a place of reverence because so much of art, even contemporary art, what we understand as contemporary art, is quotidian white life. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's the, it's, it's a Campbell soup can. God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Jesus. Red, white, and blue. Okay. It's a Campbell soup can. It's a Brillo pad. It's, it's a, it's a Duchamp urinal. This is quotidian, basic ass life put in a vitrine. Oops. And it's like, you know what? What if I put a weave in there? Ah! <laughs> what if I put a weave in there? Yeah. What will it be? You know what I mean? And you know what? I'm doing that. That's my next exhibition. I am going to just put, I'm going to put a hot comb on a pedestal at MoMA. Yeah. And keep it moving. <laughs> oh, man. And, and, and keep it moving. And keep moving. You know what I would do? I'm, I'm going to take a white, I'm going to take a white bowl and make spaghetti, a plastic bowl, reheat spaghetti in it, you know, that has like that orange tip, right. and then put that in the MoMA. You, you can do that? You have access to uh, MoMA? If we can vision it, it's going to happen. Things happen. Windows of opportunity swing open. Isn't that so funny? But it's like, like, but that's what white people have been doing for, for years. And it's fine. I don't hate it. I love, I love the conceptualness of it. But we, have some, we can have some black conceptual art. I mean, of course, there are obviously people doing, you know, like David Hammonds and Radcliffe yeah. Bailey and... I think David is a top one. He he's laughing. At yeah, I mean he's he's an, an incredible. But like even just like the simplicity of that. So we just need we are in charge of that of writing this history. Um, so then when we look back, you know, twenty years from now, there's a history that Black youth can look back to and see us celebrated, see us as important figures in paintings and. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you know, what, what, what um, Kahende is doing, has done, is very interesting because just in the fact, it's so crazy how it happens psychologically, but just in the fact of putting you, putting 
a black guy in street clothes in this setting, right? In this large painting. Right. Like beautifies him. It's a, it's an act. It's a, um, it's, 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 it's like, a, it's like a beatitude. And right. And so, and, and I, I, I don't know if this happened to you, but like, then you walk, like, like you can go see a Kahende show at like Brooklyn Museum. And then you walk outside onto the street and all of a sudden, all of these brothers standing on the corner look gorgeous. Yeah. Right? Yeah, true. You they start look- to see the beauty of all like of the 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 layering of like the baggy, you know, pants over the boxers and like the hat, you know, a certain way and like the chisel of the skin and you're like, "Oh my god." Whoa. Because you saw it in a painting. Right, right. And so now imagine what have been the world has been like if we've all been studying beauty through the lens of western europe so then why not why of course like the the lily white blonde girl is gorgeous to us of course she is we've been inundated with that image for hundreds of years right it's programmed and 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 i'm i'm on the verge of writing an article because all of these magazine covers that are coming out are just so interesting to me but, you know, it's like this idea that like, you know, it has become political, um, you know, like the magazine cover is now political. But the thing is, is that's an illusion because it has always been political. Yeah, true. <laughs> you think Kim Kardashian on the cover of Vogue is not political? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just because it's coming from a majority, it was just, it's so ubiquitous. It's so hegemonic. The politicalness of it is in its denial of the status quo. But just because it is the status quo does not make it actually any less political. It's just the denial of the status quo signals political, right? It signals um, an understanding or a reading of something being political, but it is just contrary to the status quo. Yeah. It's always been political that these faces yeah. are yeah. washed over us and mapped onto our consciousnesses right. over and over and over again. Everywhere we look on our phone, you know, on the magazine stand, in the art gallery, in the museum, on the billboard, on the radio, there's a, it's all political. It is all programming. It's yeah. all programming, and I and I and I and on a, on a certain level, I understand the, de- the 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 Islamic demand that God not be represented. I don't need you distracted. Right, right. I don't need you distracted with this image because you'll never get it right. Mm-hmm. So why would you even attempt to even attempt to try to? Uh, I mean, I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess you could try to use that. This is my attempt at approximating what God feels like. But what's crazy is, <laughs> what's crazy is God is in the creation of the thing, not the creation. Your desire to create is God. That, that is it, actually. Right. It is an active liminal thing. God stops once you've created it. 
like you know what i mean once the paint has hit the camera like god like like that's it but it's the distance between your mind and the canvas that's god right because you are channeling right you are using your body you know people say your body temple i call the body machine really you are using this avatar of your consciousness to create something co-create with god absolutely not even girl co-create create you are god that's the that's the gag it's not even a co-creation because co would say that there are two entities right and the thing is it's all the same so even co-creation is yes it is co-creation right because from our because from our understanding right from from living in space time right and having to exist in time and space co-creation is the best description of what is taking place but i think there is another level that i'm really trying to push towards or maybe that i'm constantly striving for that is a fundamental understanding that we are the thing itself yeah. we are what we're trying to describe yeah. um that consciousness powers everything that we mm-hmm. like we we think consciousness is like your consciousness my consciousness like no 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 consciousness is like electricity and consciousness is actually powering this whole thing like like when i said like this chair is slowed down light like this chair is slowed down consciousness obviously it is right because somebody had the idea of this chair right someone consciously ethereally conceived of this chair and now here it sits so it is consciousness is it not it is slowed down consciousness i have dreamed it and through my knowledge of the laws of the universe have amassed a series of elements have called into my existence a series of elements that will create the thing in my head right i mean isn't that it yeah it is 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 but it's all about distractions which is why consciousness is so is so is so um you know when i think like 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 thought movements i think can be so move so quickly that we can actually be moving very quickly because because thought has no resistance right like yeah. if you're trying to create something you still you're still dealing with the laws of the universe if you want an apple tree you still have to plant the seed wait for yeah. that thing and like you know what i mean like there there is a certain timeline to that act of creation that you cannot skip um you and so it is working with the laws of the universe and knowing that an apple tree will come from this seed but there is still a, um, an element of time in between the seed and the manifestation of the thing thought is not that which is why a thing can become viral you know or and when it's because thought moves faster than light yeah duh right because it's non-resistant it does not need it does not re- it's not reliant on matter for its transmission 
there is no substrate through which it has to go through. Right. But then there are distractions to keep you away from that. Of that. course. Of course. And to be honest, like, and I think some of them are healthy. I think sometimes it's good to just check the fuck out because it's a lot of work <laughs> to stay present. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's high maintenance. Baby, but it's just about knowing when to focus and when to release. You know what I mean? That's where rest comes in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rest yeah. is better. Yeah, yeah. Right resting. Good resting. I love um, Zenobia. I have to get off this phone because I do have, I do, I am existing in space time and yes. there, and over the space of this time have been some emails and some oh, people oh, oh. who are waiting for me on the oh, other me. side. So let me, oh. let me handle this. But this was, um, is that? Not for sure. This is, leave it on the phone. Three hours, is that right? No, four. Oh my God, Zenobia, we started at four. It is. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, girl, good night. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Yeah, I want to get a copy of this conversation. You know, it's, it's, it's recording. Um, oh. So I'll say, I'll, I'm, I, you know, I mean, girl, a four hour conversation. I mean, I, my my tape recorder stopped. Like the batteries are like, child, you tried it. But this was good. This is a this has been the most magical day. Yes, it, it has. It definitely has been. Definitely has. And you said some really beautiful. I'm so excited to get to it. Like when you talked about, you know, just like, you know, having a sound body. So oh, we yeah. have healthy elders. So we have healthy elders. You know, my uncle just passed last week uh, or two weeks ago. And he was 65. And, and it's crazy because it was the same age that, my, that his father passed, wow. my, my grandfather. And, you know, when you're younger, 65 is like, uh, not old, but you're like, okay. But like being my age now and it's like, and, and just knowing just like lifespan and, you know, all these things is like, Oh, that's so, that's too early. Yeah, it is. Like, that's way too early. And like, that was totally preventable. And, um, and just thinking um, how, you know, thinking about COVID and thinking about how it disproportionately affected black communities and just how many of our elders aren't even well enough to, yeah. to, to relay and to pass on knowledge right you know that's very important yeah it is because we do have history but oh yeah isn't, isn't like healthy yeah you know. yeah 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 it's it's kind of insane but Zenobi, i said i'm gonna get off the phone 18 times and you are conjuring me and you are using your spell <laughs> on this phone <laughs> And I am, I am breaking the spell. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh. Have a good night. Good night. Thank um, you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you all 
so much for spending time with us today. I really hope you enjoyed this new and experimental format, Processing the Pod. Um, And please, for sure, let us know your thoughts over on Instagram at Black Imagination Podcast and over on Twitter at Black Imagination, which is BLK Imagination. This was so much fun, and Zenobia is so hilarious. I think she's so beautiful. And we explored some really, really like deep and interesting things, maybe some things I don't even always share with people. Um, but I love you all so much, and, and, and I trust you, and I can't wait to see what we can do and what we can build together. Thank you again. I really appreciate it. And remember, Black imagination is liberation. Stay curious and keep dreaming.